This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hi, everybody. Hi. I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine, but I just, about five minutes ago, plucked a sort of old, stale heel of sourdough bread out of Emily's bread bin, and I said, this would be great for croutons. You could just chop it into cubes, dribble it with olive oil and salt and pepper, and put it in the oven for ten minutes, or... Why not whack it in the blender? Whiz it up with some garlic and salt and pepper, and then you can have it to breadcrumb your chicken, and, and, and it will be healthy and delicious. And then I thought, who the fuck am I? I think I see myself as more arty than that. More like, no, I'll just get by by the skin of my teeth and the seat of my pants. And then suddenly I'm a sort of faulty, sagging, domestic non-goddess with terrible recipe suggestions. I don't like the fact that this is happening. Who the fuck even am I? <laughs> I love so much about that as well. The fact that you would think that I was the person to tell about them. I know you did stare at me rather blankly. I was like, why is she telling me? God, I'm, I'm like, definitely going to cook that. I'm so going to cook I'm that. I'm absolutely going to cook it. Also, I really resent the old heel of bread because actually it was the same bread that I carried from yours yesterday because I'm Emily, I'm absolutely fine and I carry bread now. You do um, carry bread. It's like you're a security stress toy. Yes, exactly. It used to be a watermelon. No, it never was a watermelon. But it was but you know cigarettes. It, <laughs> exactly. God knows what money when that used to happen but um, no the other thing that happened yesterday with the bread so this is literally a bread orientated introduction was that I sliced my finger with your bread knife yesterday and as it, the blood was sort of dripping down my wrist which you can t- testify I was basically you were like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm absolutely fine I'm so British well, you're like one of those, do you remember that old French and Saunders sketch where they, they were playing two like old farmers and they went for a walk and one of them sort of amputated a limb in a bear trap or something. And another farmer went past in a tractor and went, do you want to live to the hospital? And they went, no, no, it's nothing, just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's so true. And about 10 minutes later, he went, oh, please, can I have a plaster? I know, please, can I have a plaster? And I've got a plaster now. And I did feel, it's just like, it's, I, my response to compliments is also exactly the The British same. response to compliments. So someone might say, um, oh, that's a beautiful dress. I like your dress. And you might go, this? This is disgusting. I, I, I found it in a, in a skip. Also, you've seen it a million times. I mean, I never wear anything else. And, I mean, frankly, I think I look about... 750 in it. Does it read to you as German shop putter? Or maybe just, you know, mutton dressed as mutton? I feel like in this dress, I look like I'm having a crisis um, and, and sort of clinging onto my youth like a cat clinging onto a curtain rail. I hate this dress, but thanks. 
I also have this super weird thing with dresses that I want people to immediately buy what I'm wearing. So I tell them exactly where I got it from and, and how much it cost and where they can sort of be. I'm practically like downloading the app on their because phone. Because you don't want to be that person who says, oh, I found it in a flea market in the south of France yeah. in 1998. I have a similar reaction as well to like your hair looks great. I'm immediately like, you know what? I look like I did it to myself blindfolded drunk in the middle of the night on a boat in a storm with blunt scissors and a bad attitude as someone counted down from 10 like oh my god do it now one two three four five and I was horrified what at the hairdresser yes exactly with what they'd done but I obviously I beamed and I said wow thank you because you're spineless because you then went and cried in the loo always cry in the loo also when someone says um you did a great job there and you go well no one knows how or why that happened because really <laughs> it, was, it was it was all the team around me and my boss and all those amazing like young people and it really had nothing to do with me because everyone is much better than me and my input was well probably less than five minutes if that and useless and sort of moronic and you know what my name shouldn't even be on this project I, I shouldn't even be in this job I'm, I, I should just resign I'm, I'm firing myself goodbye bye someone told me that in America if you say that they actually take you completely seriously so the self-deprecating thing doesn't work at all the whole British thing they go oh okay well we'll do that then you're like no 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 actually <laughs> didn't mean I it didn't mean it I'm a great <laughs> asset I'm a jewel <laughs> too late exactly also I mean back referring to your croutons thing when anybody says something like oh this chicken is delicious I'm like really I mean surely it's so overcooked it's borderline inedible I mean I am a terrible cook my timings are a disaster I'm so disorganised and I never read recipes properly. I mean, even the dog is like, I'm not going to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Billy the dog, fuck off. <laughs> when someone um, says to me that I've done my makeup well, um, I'm like, um, yeah, sure. If you're into a look that sort of says clown who went into a severe mental decline um, and is now uh, terrorising children. That look, um, you know, I'm, 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 wearing, I'm wearing so much makeup, I can barely carry it. I'll probably get rickets from a lack of vitamin D because the sun can't get through all this makeup. You know, when you put on more than just tinted moisturizers and you suddenly feel like you're wearing like pancake in vaudeville. Basically, thank you for the compliment, but I think I look like the severed head that Clarice Starling finds pickled in Hannibal Lecter's jar <laughs> when he sends her to look for clues in the garage in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Except for you don't, because your makeup always looks lovely. Cute. Do I need to say that again? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and if someone said to me the other day, oh, I love how you've done this room. I mean, again. Done like, this room? Who even am Lung I? some things through the door what that you'd point? inherited or got for free. I mean, exactly. It's like, who do you think I am? And who do I think I am? I suddenly have total like panic and I can't really work out whether I was sort of high or trying to imagine an old people's home that I'd eventually end up in. I think that um, that's probably because most of our furniture comes from old people. Yes, exactly. Because we can't afford to buy any. Uh, when someone says, you're so funny... <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just awkward and constantly panicking and desperate for people to like me. Do you like me? Do I need to tell you more jokes? Knock, knock. Oh, it's pathetic. <laughs> oh, also, having been away with you, which is absolutely wonderful, someone said, oh, you've got nice tan. And I immediately went, oh, thanks, boots. And I yeah, think, it's fake. It's fake. It's not real. It's, and also... I'm like, fake. Please, I'm not yes, real. Exactly. I'm not. And also, why I, I, I haven't been sunning myself anyway. I haven't been relaxing anywhere. Oh my God. It's I do God feel forbid. sun guilt, actually. Holiday little guilt. A little bit of holiday guilt. Because we had such a lovely time. But I think that's just because we had such a lovely time. Um, yes, we went on holiday together like psychopaths. I think, there's, I think there's guilt about being about feeling free and having a nice time now after all the 
fuckery and you know but don't worry because that feeling will fade yes um and the feeling the town will fade yeah. because you may have noticed it's september <gasps> so i want to say that to everybody who's listening welcome back to your life <laughs> so it's that time of year when we slot back in reinvigorated by you know a mixture of brown forearms and and and, and, and a new jumper and a sense of hope i mean hope god last september which also feels like last week it was insane so September usually has a, you know, a crisp sense of anticipation, a sort of, oh, anything could happen. But last September, I think that was definitely infected by a whiff of foreboding, justified in the end foreboding, which was like, anything could happen. Much more Armageddon-y than New Termy. But this autumn, as this autumn chapter opens and there's increasing vaccination and all that stuff, so this foreboding shifts gear towards hope. Now, I'm a bit funny about hope because... You know, we're supposed to dare to hope, but it can be such a fate tempter. And, and sometimes it seems to me that hoping for things just rolls out the red carpet for disappointment and pain, which is a terrible way to live. So I don't suggest anybody subscribes <laughs> to that. But, but as, as, as we were saying, welcome back to your life, everybody. Hopeful life. Oh, my God. And you think, what life? What does my life look like? You know, what do I wear to work now that they want me to dress in human clothes again? Should I be scared of parties because of my tiredness slash social awkwardness slash vulnerability to infection? Is it me or does my house suddenly look completely knackered after 18 months of being pounded by relentless 24-hour living? We're not meant to be in our houses around the clock. My house is fucked. <laughs> you know, is my job still the job it was or is it a new job? And can I do the job? And do I want the job? And what do I want? And who am I? And why do I feel unrecognisable even to myself? And how do I begin to work through this September intimidation? Because this September, we're having to learn how to re-inhabit old lives. Old lives made new through the turbo shift that's happened, but simultaneously old li lives made shabby and sort of threadbare through that same turbo shift. It's had a sort of double opposite effect on our lives. So I figure this term's gonna be hard work. But I also figure, Emily, you and I were talking about this, that we might do well to bear in mind that it won't be the kind of grind that we've been wading through in recent memory, hopefully. So it could be that good kind of hard work. Remember that? Yeah. The kind of hard work that reminds us who we are and what our lives could be. The kind of industry and sort of enterprise that feeds us rather than stealing things from us. So with that all in mind, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I know that September feeling, it's sort of, it is very much, even without the weirdness of the last 18 months, sort of part panic and part potential, isn't it? The Venn diagram. Yeah, so much more sort of New Year-y than terrible old January with its sort of huge expectations and bad lighting. But, <clears throat> not but rather, and <laughs> you need a back to life kit for middles. Yes, September you? back to life kit. So I'm thinking... Maybe it's time to refresh the PE kit because this is for all the classes that we're going to take. We'll definitely yes. take those. No, 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 we really are. It's this really going to happen. So it is. It's the Pilates. Pilates. It's the Pilates. 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 I hate people who say Pilates. <gasps> what I really hate is are Americans who say herb, but that's another story. Okay. All right. Well, yes, I have no idea how to pronounce it, but my alignment is so wonky that I have to basically warm myself up to get out of bed limber, and it's only September limber yourself up to stand up from the sofa obviously we're going to now graduate to running because all the walking that we did was the only good habit we picked up in lockdown but now we must be better 
mm-hmm. cannot rest on our walking laurels. So new Even though the heel of your foot has been pulverised and the ball of my foot yes. has been pulverised from walking. Yeah, I had to have a steroid injection in my foot I mean, how the other pathetic day. to have walking injuries. <laughs> it's, so, it's like the worst kind of injury. Anyway, yes, but I also think that it's worth having new shiny kit because then maybe we can put off wearing proper clothes for even longer and we can pretend we are active and our muscles and our fat cells will hear that. I mean, they say fake it to make it, right? Fake it to make it? I am listening to you. Yeah, exactly. Good. In our back to uh, school slash life kit, it would be useful to have one of those totally baffling scientific calculators and to know how to use it. So, okay, (laughs) imagine there's this calculator into which you can input a formula for whether or not you should go out. So it would have numbers and, and, and symbols on how tired you are how shattered and resentful you're going to be after you go out, very. How late you should stay out. (laughs) Not very. (laughs) 9.45. How much you can eat, drink, spend. Because then it would give us a solution to the equation and we would know what to do and we would be spared the agonies and we wouldn't have to rely on constant cancellation or seething resentment. So can someone please invent this? Thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now you guys know that we're not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days to the big overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, I'm absolutely fine. Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midult. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash midult. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. I think also I need some emotional tipex. So you can just go back and cover over the little brain cracks and tiny awkward conversations that we've just had in the day. Just a tiny bit of invisible mending, you know, for all the small embarrassing hiccups, unlike... Unlike the, <laughs> the enormous fat industrial size rubber <laughs> to completely erase your pus. Uh, uh, please, can we get one? Do you remember those rubbers that used to not rub out the ink? They yeah. said they would rub out the ink, but the bastards did not rub out the ink and you would destroy the paper, scrubbing away, scrubbing it, it away. lies. We were told lies as children. I no know, wonder it was we're one of so the big lies. <laughs> well, now we just want a rubber to erase everything dodgy, which is, you know, a lot from the years, <clears throat> I want to say 1994 to 2000. Sounds good. Um, and, and it's all those, it. things, all those things that are keeping us awake at night, you know, the painful breakups and the, the weird outbursts. 
and that time when um, I was sort of red wine sick all over a stranger's oh. bathroom, and all the times we were terrible dicks. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> a pause for our. Oh, you remember. Move on, move on. Everything is clenching. Um, oh, my God. I tell you what, a shatterproof ruler, because there's got to be something in our lives that is fucking unbreakable or not shattered. <laughs> um, a compass, ah. um, just to, to tell us where the fuck we're going and whether we're heading in the right direction. Oh, no, hang on, it's not that kind of compass. <laughs> it's the kind of compass that draws circles you have in a pencil case, right? Well, well, that's fine, because all we do is run around in circles, so that just might be perfect. We definitely need that. We also need that accompaniment, the protractor. And I have to tell you that I'm saying that, but it took us fucking ages to remember what it was called. I, know, I got quite cross. You kept, I kept going, that thing, that semicircle thing, you were going, that's a compass. It's not a fucking compass. It was glass. It was used for, like... What was that? The geometry? No, it's for the angles. It's the angle thing. And let's face it, if there was ever a time when we needed good angles for the jaw, etc., and also to know what the angles are. And angles is such a strange word. I've got to stop saying angles. Angles, 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 angles. <laughs> Sounds angles, like angles. angles, but it's not. Anyway. Or angels, but it's not. <laughs> um, a fully functioning uniform. Because what bliss would it be to be told exactly what to wear at all times? I mean, I know we're supposed to think that clothes are freedom and self-expression. I don't think what I have to express right now from my inner life is in any way palatable. So we would always look nice and we would also look relevant and we would look kind and clever and sexy and funny and brilliant, but also authoritative and naughty rather than just sitting on the bed, staring at the wall, crying in a towel in front of our wardrobes for half an hour before putting on our in your case, emotional support cords, in my case, therapy jumper, again. I'm going to drive you mad because my emotional support cords have now come in jeans. So now I've got emotional support jeans that are basically the same cut and that's all I'm ever going to wear for the rest of my life. I am happy for you. <laughs> are you really there? Whatever gets you through the day. So now listen, at a bit of joy, highlighters. Oh, now. They were so exciting. So exciting. Wouldn't it be nice to go back through your day and highlight in neon all the good stuff that happened? rather than the horror. That would be something. And maybe, hmm, serious voice, is it time to start banking the wins? Because the emotional piggy bank is sort of rattling with the equivalent of out-of-date pound coins and drachma. Pesetas, francs. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, it is time to start banking the wins. Can we do it? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. Big pants. Oh, so big. A multi-pack of big packs. Box fresh bumper pack. Because, oh, it's the nicest, safest feeling when they come up to under your boobs. Massive <laughs> pants. Huge big girl pants. Because we are the big girls now, apparently. Apparently. Yes, and also glue. Glue. A big bottle of glue. Hell, we need something to hold ourselves together. Or to use as industrial strength economical face peel do you, do remember? you remember we used to put it we used to paint it on our hands at school smell to fish and peel it off and i think like if you put it all over your face would it just like remove the blackheads <laughs> or just the skin yes exactly or we could just sniff the glue if we get desperate i am desperate <laughs> i am so desperate that i've gone like semi-delusional <laughs> Oh my God, just telling stories. Stories, stories in my head, narratives in my head, removing myself from this place and placing myself in a new place. And particularly when I'm doing household chores. <laughs> I'm not big on household chores, but like the mini ones, the ones that make you feel kind of worthy, the ones that make you feel like a character. Like, okay, 
grinding your own coffee beans. Hello. From beans to grind. It makes me feel so wholesome that I might as well be in Little House on the Prairie making ma and pa a cosy welcome home treat after a day working in the fields. Or I could be in, uh, or Slinky in a coffee ad from the, from the mid-80s where I'm mysterious and sexy with an equally mysterious and sexy new neighbour who has uh, smelt my delicious aroma <laughs> and followed it to my door to ask me if he can have a cup or if he can just shag me immediately. I mean, in reality, if someone tried to shag me immediately, I'd probably call the police. But at this point, I'm just a hot wholesome, field-working, coffee-grinding siren. Amazing. I have to tell you that uh, when I've swept the fireplace, I am instantly, instantly a parlour-maid. Earnest and hard-working, but beautiful and innocent, wiping my brow on my apron as I'm being eyed up by the lord of the manor. My knowledge of Downton Abbey would tell me that you have got ideas above your station because I think that if you were scrubbing out the fireplace, you'd probably be a scullery maid. I probably would be a scullery maid, for sure. Yes, you're, yes now you're thinking, I only deserve to be a scullery maid. What was I thinking? I'm definitely in a, in a scullery spiral. When I sew a button on, which is as, as far as my sewing skills go, suddenly I am perhaps an impoverished couturier who's having to make ends meet, working as a lowly seamstress at a Paris atelier. I mean, obviously I'm a genius in the making. No one has noticed that yet. But I'm going home at night to work on my own groundbreaking designs of immense artistry. And I work late into the night and I get candle wax on my sleeve, my poofy, sort of fluffy, flouncy sleeve. And, and I'm on the brink of discovery. I'm, I'm poised to somehow change the female silhouette and, and simultaneously change and, and entirely reinvigorate how women perceive themselves. If only someone would believe in me. I feel really moved now. I can cope. Do you know, when I remember a bag for life... When do you remember a bag for life? Okay, the only time I've remembered a bag for life, I honestly feel like I'm single-handed, like i become this incredible force who single-handedly saved the planet with my battle against plastic. And I, you know, I am the one who put climate change into reverse. The floods are receding, the polar ice caps are refreezing. Greta Thunberg has asked me to mentor her and David Attenborough wants to date me. Of course he does. We all <laughs> want to date you. When I hang my washing outside to dry, which weirdly I did this morning, and I have pretty much never done before, but I did this morning. I put that, the, the rack thing out, did the you? rack. I put the rack outside, the rack. The rack. Um, and I was a hearty, ruddy-cheeked medieval wife. <laughs> and I suddenly felt confident that I could wring a goose's neck and give birth while pegging my sheets to the line. With your sort of shirt sleeve rolled up. On a muscular forearm, oh, I, yes. I mean, I love a muscular forearm. There's nothing like doing a little chore like that, is there? Like changing a light bulb and suddenly you're like a 19th century scientist who's been working for years on pioneering electric lighting. <laughs> and, you know, a bit like your Paris couturier, this 19th century scientist has overcome many challenges. Lack Both of, personal and professional. I mean, and health-wise, actually. You know, <laughs> lack of funding, obviously, because I am a woman. A battle with tuberculosis. And syphilis. Just <laughs> <laughs> to spice it up a bit. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Smallpox scarred. I mean, it's terrible. And still, despite these obstacles, I have been dogmatic in my pursuit of this game-changing discovery. And after all my failures, every time I twist it in. Will this be the moment that I create light? Oh my God.
God. Or do you have a tea towel wrapped around your hand in case it shatters? Yes. Or is all your you've turned every single fuse box off because you're worried that you're gonna let yeah, the whole house, house is blown. Blow. I don't never goes right. Yeah, it's um, deeply unsexy. When um when you feed a dog or a cat or even a hamster, <laughs> um suddenly you are an animal whisperer, known to everyone in the neighbourhood, not as a witch, <laughs> but for your uncanny ability to understand and translate every bark, every purr, because you understand animals and they understand I you. I mean, obviously, since I got a dog, that is, that is me. It's insane. I mean, Yes, and you suddenly think, okay, the dog, in your case, Billy, you think Billy can see into my soul, whereas other humans don't really get me, but the beasts do. Yeah, because, the beasts see the real me. Yeah, because the things are uncomplicated with animals, she says so sincerely. She yes. wants to kill herself. Yes, which is why maybe we should just take our animals, our dog or cat or hamster, and live alone, surrounded by our animals in the mountains. Bears will eat from my hand. I'll eat the hamster from your hands. <laughs> Wolves will roll over on their backs for me and let me tickle their tummies. Eagles will sit on my shoulders like parrots. I am the wily earth woman, and I answer to no one. I wonder if we should all be channeling our wily earth women. Yes, because we all answer to everyone. What if it, every time everyone asks us a fucking question, we just like barked or mood? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> they would stop asking. They fucking would stop asking. They might like take other intervention moves, but they would uh, stop We're asking. We're too old to care what they think of us. Yeah, fuck. We them. wouldn't be harming anybody. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Lots of love. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Learn to be done. Not angry, not bothered, just done. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.